It all started with mom. She's always had a way of making everyday moments feel like an adventure. So this Mother's Day, Kate Spade New York is here to help you thank mom and all the mother figures in your life. From our newest arrivals like springy dragonfly adorned handbags and jewelry to gifts under $100 to the best sellers on mom's most wanted list, there's something for everyone. Maybe you can even treat yourself too. Shop the Mother's Day gift guide at katespade.com. We are delighted that this week's podcast... Hold your horses there, ICT. <laughs> I'm going to do this week's sponsor because I have actually been using PE Passport in my school. All right. And I've got something that will make you weak at the knees. It reduces teacher workload. Really? Absolute fact, yeah. It actually helps with all your planning. It's all there for you. And, and the planning isn't like old school PE planning. It's really up to date. It's fun. It's new. Major vibes, really. And, uh, you know, the, the, it just makes the lessons more fun. The children absolutely buzz off it. And I'm buzzing teaching it because it's not the same stuff that was taught to me <laughs> 30 years ago. Uh, and also... You know, it lets you assess the children really quickly and purposefully, and that is, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, that is just dream stuff, isn't it? You can literally have an iPad, and you can just be ticking, bang, 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 and it's done. PE Passport, I'm telling you right now, it's a must. Right, there you go. So you heard it from the horse's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, if you go to primarypepassport.co.uk, get a free trial and if you quote Mr P you'll get an exclusive 10% discount oh yeah so get your PE coordinators your PE subject leaders onto this because it is like Adam said an absolute game changer Hello and welcome to another special edition of Two Mr. P's in a Podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. Welcome back, guys. We've got another special treat for you. It's one of our Chin Wag episodes, and we were delighted to be joined by Mr. D, Mr. Joe Dombrowski. Dombrowski, all the way from the US of A. Um, we've gone international full international now we had Gary on the other week we're kind of a big deal (laughs) yeah Um, and no to be fair with Gary Brooks I'd been following him for a while and I'd also been following Joe for a number of years Um, I think most of you will probably remember his viral video where he did a fake uh, spelling test with his class and it went viral and he ended up on the Ellen show um, which he sort of touched upon in the interview didn't he and yeah. um, he's also a stand-up comedian he's he's a top top guy <laughs> yeah we had a right laugh with him we, yeah, we is hilarious yeah we hope you enjoy it so we'll just get straight into it guys um, nothing else to report other than to say get your tickets for the live show Friday 18th of December Tickets are available, so go to the website to mrpspodcast.com live show and you'll be able to buy your tickets there. And we'll also mention we were guests on Joe's podcast as well. So after we did this interview, he invited us to be guests on his podcast, Social Studies, with Joe. Yeah, with Joe, Mr. D. Dombrowski. And so that episode is out as well now isn't it yeah so if you if you love this app which if you're a fan of the pod i know that you will love this yeah head over and listen to social studies with uh, mr d 
and you will see uh, a special episode with the two Mr. P's and that is it's completely different <laughs> and it, it goes a bit wild I'm not going to lie uh, but well, yeah, if you have all those guests it goes it goes, it goes different directions it goes um, how did you feel was that, that was the first time you've been a guest on a podcast isn't it yeah uh, I'd say marks out of 10 I'd say I smashed it got a 10 <laughs> Yeah, you can listen to this interview first and then go and have a listen to us being interviewed. Yeah. Right, enjoy. Hello and welcome to another special edition of Two Mr P's in a podcast with me, Mr P. And the other Mr P. And we are back for one of our chin wag episodes and we are delighted to welcome our guest today all the way from the US of A, online sensation, comedian and school teacher, Mr Joe Dombrowski, is that right, Dombrowski? Yep, you know what, and I give you so much credit because you said it right, but Ellen DeGeneres butchered it on national television. Really? I don't hold it against her because I owe her a lot, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, 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 you did do a good job. I'll take that, I'll take that. So welcome, Joe. How are you doing? Um, You know, still in quarantine over here in the US of A. I don't know if you can see it, but I decided to grow a mullet in during quarantine. I was going to ask you about that. Is that coming back where you are? I mean, I had it, didn't I? Had it when I was how old was I? About twenty two. Yeah, yeah, about eighteen. About yeah. So how long was oh, that? Was that was a long time ago. Yeah, about millennium yeah. time. Um, yeah, you had the old, you had the old mullet, and I was actually going to comment on Joe. Then I was a bit like, uh, has he done it because he knows no one will see it? <laughs> or has he done it as an actual statement? <laughs> so I just kind of did it because I feel like a trash panda on the inside. So I <laughs> felt like I needed to embody that on the outside. I have my first show in eight months this weekend. So I'm sitting here like looking at scissors, like, should I cut it? I don't know. But I feel like it's a little more me like i embody <laughs> ratchet ratchetity and this this is that so this yeah. is me this, this is the real me now I, i'm loving it i i'm i'm thinking whether i should to grow it back mine is too too please don't, too please, please don't. i used to have to straighten mine i used to have to straighten it to get the full effect no you want that curl see i ha- i actually have to i round brush this baby out to get that little flip that little flip, flip. That's not natural. That's a beauty tip. Bringing it to you guys. Oh, brilliant. Well, we are absolutely delighted to have you with us. Um, and, you know, you've had amazing success with some of your online videos and subsequent work. I think, I, I think the first time I came across uh, you and your online stuff was the uh, infamous spelling test video. How long ago was that now? That was three years ago. No, Wait, okay. Really? Yeah, that's that was three years ago. Isn't so that crazy? It was, yeah, it was so funny because he basically did a spelling test with your class where he just made up a load of nonsense words <laughs> and it just went crazy, went massive, didn't it? Yeah, nonsense is a very polite way to put it. It was, yeah. Okay, are we, what's our rating here? Are we like, am I supposed to watch my mouth a little bit? I'm going to say yes by that yeah. reaction. Okay, yeah. yeah. Cool. Great. If the, one, if the odd one slips out, don't worry. But yeah, we try and make okay. this as family friendly as possible. Family friendly. So the the words were baloney, and <laughs> it made it all up. And uh, the cool thing about that video is, uh, at the 
time, I didn't really realize how timeless the humor is there. And it it resurfaces at the craziest times. Like uh, it'll have like another surge of five, like a million in like June and people will be writing me about it. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And then three years later, and I'm still racking up millions of views on that thing per year. It's, it's, absolutely insane but i think that's really cool i think it's really cool that you i was able to captivate like humor uh in 2017 but like we'll watch that in 2030 and still be like oh that's funny yeah yeah absolutely it's normally around april fools i i've noticed it it gets uh april 1st it normally gets a good uh share again oh yeah april on april it makes its rounds that's for sure <laughs> yeah and and you mentioned it before it ended up with you being on the ellen ellen show is that right it did yeah so uh that was quite a journey it hit 20 million and then they gave me a call and it was just kind of like they were chatting they weren't it, there was no promise of being on the show yeah. and then like we did like skype sessions and things for about a week and i'm like this is going nowhere they don't like me and then they just called. They're like, hey, you're coming to LA tomorrow. I was like, oh my God. So then I, I went. It was amazing. And then they invited me back again. And I went two times. Oh, wow. You want a little insider scoop on that? Go on. Okay. So I don't know if you guys know. I think it might be the same way over there. But American teachers are, um, what's the word? Um, poor. <laughs> so... Right. So we all have like second or third jobs so we can do things that normal people do, like um, put gas in our car, just to put one out there. So my part-time job was, I had two things. I was a spin cycling instructor, shocking to nobody. (laughs) And then I was a stand-up comic for 10 years. I would go from work to the clubs, make some coin, make 50, 60 bucks and have gas literally have gas for my car the next day because i was in this point in my life where i couldn't i couldn't pay my bills because teachers yeah. here were make so little and uh it was a, a, a nice little chunk of spending money but when i went on the show they were like we know you do comedy but we're just gonna paint you as this like wholesome teacher we're gonna highlight the teaching and i'm like that's fine like this is just a really cool opera. i'm just happy to be here and then when the cameras turned off Ellen, like, didn't get out of her chair. She just stood there and she looked at me. She's like, hey, I heard you do comedy. And I was like, yeah, I do. She's like, you're really funny. You should do something with that. And I was like, what? And she's like, no, you should really do something with that. And then the cameras came back on and we started filming again. I couldn't even respond to it. (laughs) But she kind of, like, kicked me in the butt to get going for real. And then a year from that moment, um, I went on national tour with my show that I had been working on. So it was pretty, pretty incredible. Who, yeah. were the, who were the guests on Ellen when you were on it? Chris Pratt. Oh, no. what? Yeah, he, Chris. We always say that Chris, Platt, Chris Pratt had played me in a movie of our lives. Can you see no, it? No, we didn't say that. No, Adam says that. I said he'd play me. No. <laughs> it's Benedict Cumberbatch would play him. And that's, that's a better shout, in it? And Squidward would play me. So <laughs> really um it was Chris Pratt, Simone Biles is an Olympic, a U.S. gymnast, yeah, yeah. Um, was on there. And, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name right now. He was also with Chris Pratt in Parks and Recreation, Rob Lowe. 
Oh, Rob, Rob Lowe. Yeah. yeah Rob Lowe. And, there, and then great the time. Oh, and then um, Maddie Ziegler, who is, uh, she was on the show Dance Moms for a while. And then she's like the number one dancer for Sia. So she's in all those Sia right. music videos. I met her, which funny story, Dance Moms, they do this whole thing where they make the girls they rank them in a pyramid and like all the moms complain if their daughters are not at the top of the pyramid. So when I met Maddie, I was like, Maddie, put me at the top of the pyramid, girl. She's like, oh my God, you're so funny. It was just, <laughs> that's right. I can mingle with celebrities. We can do this. Amazing. Um, so I was going to ask whether, you, I mean, interest, just going back to that point about um, second and third jobs, like in England, teachers, you know, well, how would you say it, Adam? I mean, the pay... Uh, alcoholics. <laughs> yeah. Well, bordering, bordering. We don't like to admit it, but it's like, I think it's, everyone has this view, don't they, of like, you start work at nine and you finish at three. So when it comes like, oh, you should, you know, you could have a second job. In in the UK, and I'm, and I'm sure it's the same everywhere else, you know, you start work at like six or at least you get up at six, get ready. And then you finish work by the time you've done... And I'm speaking on behalf of teachers here. I'm not the same. But, you know, by the time you've done the marking and all that kind of stuff and plan the rest of the day, the next day, you're not done till like six, seven. So, you know, good luck getting another job. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine doing another job now. No chance at all. I'd, I'd walk instead of putting gas in my car. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't know how American teachers do it, given how tough the job is from from our end in the UK, I mean, it is so consuming because it's not just being in class with children. It's all the prep. It's all the marking. It's all the assessing. So I just do not know how teachers in America, I mean, I know they have to because obviously the pay is um, not great. I think we're, we're obviously luckier here in the UK in that you can survive on, a, on just a teacher's wage in the UK. Um, so, yeah, I just don't know how teachers do it in America if they've got you know, to I have to be honest, I would answer that question, but I still don't know the answer. Yeah. I literally I would leave the classroom and come back the next day and be like, how am I am I a magician? Like how is this happening? Like whoa, oh, this is insane. And then just what people don't realize, and this is for teachers, like anybody who's a teacher, I don't care if you're teaching community college, university, kindergarten, nursing school. When you're a teacher, you have to make so many decisions oh, in yeah. the moment and they all have to be right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who am I? Now, let me tell you what. I was never your a smart person, we'll say. So yeah. every time I'd go to work, I just like put on my Meryl Streep, got my Oscar and played the role of person who knows a lot more than you might think, which was yeah. not true. <laughs> which brings me to my point, teaching, you got to fake it till you make it, baby. It's on the job training. Yeah. Um, how, how do you feel about with everything that's gone on this week then? Do you think it's going to get better for teachers Oh, what's that? Was there a little was there a little American news going on? I wasn't familiar. <laughs> Something that was mentioned, I think. I don't yeah. think it. Uh, yeah. Um, I w I don't typically speak on politics, but I will. I will give you a little bit of insight on my thoughts here. Um, 
the the Republican Party and Betsy DeVos, who is in the Secretary of Education for the United States right now, doesn't fully um, value funding for public education. And uh, it's under my my personal view is that every single child deserves a fair shot at success from the get go, because when you're a kid, you don't you're not making decisions for yourself. Others are making it for you. So yeah. I personally believe in adequate and equal funding for public education mm-hmm. um, across the board. And I do think that we have a better shot at uh, at getting there with the new results. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very similar in, in, in the UK in that the government don't fund it adequately. Um, I mean, they've just... Uh, I don't know what it's... Uh, whether, whether the current uh, administration is similar to what it's like in the UK, but the UK seemed to sort of say one thing and then once everyone kicks off and sort of sort of says how bad it is. So um, we had this scheme where children from poorer families would get a free school meal each day um, and then the government wanted to stop it. And then one of the footballers, Marcus Rashford, um, one of the United footballers, had been on this massive campaign to sort of say, no, that's not right. We should be providing meals for children because it's, you know, out of their control. It's not down to them. And the government were adamant, no, no, no. And then literally, as the election result got announced, very quietly, the government sort of said, oh, yeah, we'll backtrack on that. We'll make sure that happens. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, it's like when you're a kid and you're, and you're asking your parents for a McDonald's for tea and they're going, they're absolutely adamant, no, you're not having, an, you're not having another Mackey's. You had, a, you had a McMuffin for breakfast, son. But it's like, you know, you're not having a Mackey's, you're not having Mackey's. And then you that you kick off that much, you sulk that much. Suddenly, there's a Big Mac in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could listen to you guys talk forever. This is <laughs> this is great. I do. Okay, can I ask you a question about UK politics, really quick? Yeah, go for it. Are we pro Meghan Markle? Because over here we're like, yes, Queen, yeah. get it. I look at yeah. Um, most, most, it's just the media. It's just the media, uh, just a nightmare. The mainstream media in, in the UK are just out to bring anyone off any sort of pedestal. Like they thrive on, you know, scandal and, and, you know, the, the differences in, there's loads of examples you can find online with things like the Daily Mail, which is just the worst of the worst, you know, or horrible newspaper. And what they will write about Kate, William's wife, compared to what they write about Megan is just so blatantly oh, wow it's it's awful it's awful I just don't blame them for for packing up and going because you know why why should they put up with the amount of crap they get from our media for nothing yeah. that, you know they've not done anything that just justifies any of it so I'll try I'll to and greet them for tea yeah I've always been a massive Harry fan because he just always struck me as someone who if I had a if I had a pint with him, I rated one. I think he'd find me really funny. Two, I think he's he's one of them who'd get really messy, and I'm one of them who gets really messy. And then I was always I was a massive Suits fan, so like I knew her obviously before uh, before they were even together. And then when I found out he was going out with the girl from Suits, I was like, oh my god! I mean, I <laughs> I, I don't really. You know, I don't really talk politics. I don't really talk like royal, what do you call it? Like royalist kind of views yeah. or whatever. I'm just a bit like, um, good luck to him, you know, fair right. play. 
get, get, like you said, go get it. <laughs> go get yes. It. Now, see, this is too. I think I'm supposed to be. I think I'm supposed to be from the UK because yeah. this is how I knew I was gay. When I was eight years old, I remember looking at my TV and being like, yes, Princess Diana, (laughs) like, get it, girl. Like, I was like, so, like, it was really weird. Like, I'd go to school and be like, okay, you guys, Princess Diana. And they were like, who? What is Wales? And I was like, just shut up, just shut up. Like, this is the thing. So I'm like, I'm resonating with this energy right now. Oh, good, good, good. Um, So, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to ask about the comedy side of things. Was it something you were doing before... Obviously, everything took off with your online videos. Um, so you say you've not had a you've not had a show in how long now? Eight months. Eight months. Eight right. months. It's literally. It's going to be eight. Wait. Yeah, it's going to be eight months to the day. Wow. And yeah. where's, where's your show on? Is it Saturday? You said. Yeah, Friday is my first one. Friday. Two on Friday, two on Saturday in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh right, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo- what do you think? Is your audience, do you find your audience is generally anyone or is it more teachers, teaching staff, or is it a real variety? Yeah, so uh, the, my audience demographic is I, I will always have a draw to teachers because I was a teacher for 10, almost 10 years. And there's just so much comedy that comes from the true stories of being in a classroom. Like, it literally, if any teacher was able to put together a comedy show, that's all comedy would be because hilarity ensues. It's just how it goes. Um, so through I, my shows have, I've just, I would leave work and I would go to the comedy club and I would just tell stories of what literally happened that day. So it kind of built up this really big audience of primarily teachers. But then once I kind of had that one big hit with the spelling test and then I went on Ellen, I started to realize that the demographic was really growing because it's just relatable content. Either like you are a teacher or you know a teacher or you have a kid or you know a kid. So everyone just kind of gets it. And I, uh, I did a show in L.A., about a year and a half ago. And I was in a bad habit at the time of when I would do meet and greets with the audience after the shows, I would say, what do you teach? And I had this, this, this swarm of about like six gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous women. And I was like, Hey, what do you guys teach? And they just laughed. They like laughed in my face and they were like, honey, we're strippers. We just like love your stuff. We love your video. We love your comedy. And I was like, this is wild. And then I did the show in New York, like, a month after that and I had a group of men and I was like this is this is unique usually it's like a lot of women who have had a bottle of white wine to themselves during the show and I was like what's up guys and they were like with their wives they're like we're cops we send each other your videos we send your videos to our wives and I was just like this is cool because it's just Amazing. The, the reason I like it too is because what I'm, what I'm really doing on stage is I'm taking these stories that if I took the funny out of it and just told you the story out of context, it's actually horrifying. And you would think this is really sad what teachers have to go through. But yeah. I mask it with the lens of humor. So, so you're laughing and then you leave the show and you're like, oh my God, that's terrible. And it makes people realize how difficult it is to be a teacher and how much yeah. recognition like teachers should be getting. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something we try and do with the podcast and we've, we've started to do a couple of live shows. In fact, we had a, we had a bit of a tour around 
the UK, which has had to be postponed because of obviously everything going on. Um, and 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 yeah, it's exactly the same. Most of the audience are women, uh, who, as, as you may well know, in the UK we love to have a drink. So we've had the uh. show where yeah, it's got rowdy to say the very least. That's the number we had one that, thing we had I that hear. American, didn't we? There was, a, there was an American guy who came to one of the shows who must have had a British girlfriend. And at the end, he came up and he was just like, I didn't have, an, I didn't have a clue who you guys were, but I'm going to listen from now on. And I was Wait, just like, I'm yes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Was that your American accent? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Does that wow. not sound American? Uh... I mean, I don't know where in America <laughs> that was, but that Adam, that was something. I'd had, that I'd had something. quite a few. I'd had quite a few drinks on stage. That's my problem. Lee hates it because oh, I, I enjoy a tipple on stage, and then at, at halftime I have, I have a few more, and then by the end of the show I'm usually absolutely bladdered. He might have been Irish. Who knows? <laughs> We're gonna get American. along. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. get along is what I'm hearing. Um, no, yeah, he, he does a decent Trump, don't you, Adam? Uh, no, yeah, I don't want to give him the attention. <laughs> <laughs> Not current now. I need to work on my Biden. Okay, yeah. here's my here's my British. Um, this is I've gathered this from the Great British Bake Off, which I'm yeah. obsessed with. There was an episode last night. Lottie got kicked off. If she's listening. Girl, I love you. And you have the most amazing eyes I've ever seen. I wish they were my eyes. Here we go. This is my... It's just one sentence. Underproofed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys called... Sentence? And you guys called cake sponge. <laughs> yeah. You went northern there with sponge. Yeah, you did. That, that was sponge. a northern sponge. You went a bit Game of Thrones. Give me that sponge, bastards. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, talking of impressions, you did a decent job of uh, Carol Baskin for Halloween. You like that? Oh, that was uh, top notch, yeah. Carol Baskin killed her husband. And now he's grown a Joe Exotic haircut. Oh, <laughs> got two in one. That, that was fun. I usually keep I usually keep the fans on their feet when yeah. it comes to Halloween. God, I really hope you guys get this reference. Um, but I'll do, I typically go, this was the first time that I didn't go 90s cartoon character, which is typically my, my, uh, my thing. Do you what guys know the magic school bus? I've oh, heard of it. Man. Okay. I've heard of it, but- it's an American kids show from the 90s that like teachers still show when they're hungover and go to work and <laughs> need to pull a movie day. But the lead character is Miss Frizzle. And she's this like magic teacher who turns her school bus into like, and they'll like go inside the human body and stuff. So this was me as her. Oh my. A couple years back. That's, uh, that's amazing. Did it's you go into school like that? Or was that? Yeah, wait, that? this is not in school, but check that out. Boom. <laughs> and it's got the cape. Boom. There it is. And look at, and there is the body. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I, that one in school. I, I, ah. let's just say I, I ride the line. I don't cross it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously with, with your show stop, how, how's the lockdown been where you've, you've been like, how's the whole 
pandemic been? How have you, you know, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? What, how's it been for you? It's been pretty crazy uh, because this was my second year out of the classroom to tour full time. And I had the busy, the busiest tour schedule that I'd ever had in my life. So I was like really ready to like hit the ground running and like make this thing happen. And then it stopped. So um, I started to get creative and think about what I could do. And um, I did two things. One, I started putting together virtual shows. So I did a virtual show. It was a back to school show where I did you know, a bunch of characters that I do. And I sat at the desk and kind of did like a weekend updated thing. It was really successful. But now coming up, I'm doing a holiday show on December 6th. And it's actually a holiday telethon. And uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a big give back person to teachers. I'll always be an advocate for teachers. So the charity that I'm working with is called Get Schools PPE. And it's working to get schools who are uh, underfunded, masks, gloves, Uh, thermometers, uh, cleaning supplies, all the things that they need to be able to continue in the pandemic because the majority of U.S. schools are currently, uh, if they are teaching in person, are not quite getting the funding that they need to be successful. So if if we're going to get kids back in schools, it needs to be done safely. And this nonprofit that I'm working with is working to do that. So I'm excited to be partnering with them to do comedy, make people laugh for for a cause. So just the name of the game is get creative. The other thing is... I'm actually still a, a substitute teacher right. for for the district that I was in before I left. So yeah. I've been uh, I've been popping in, uh, doing read alouds to classes, helping the teachers when they're on their prep time. You know, take over their class online. You know, yeah. if I have a little bit of time to give to help them out, I'm still doing it. But I still definitely people always ask, "Do you miss being in the classroom?" And the answer is, I miss the kids. I don't miss the politics. So being a substitute teacher is a a perfect way to do that. So that's kind of, that's, that's, that's what I'm up to in my new office, which used to be a guest bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first difference. We call them supply teachers, not substitute Uh, teachers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I toured Australia literally a year ago. I was like getting ready to do my Australian tour. And they said the same thing because I have all these jokes about sub teachers and they're like, they're supply teachers. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. You got any, um, are you going to be coming over to the UK anytime soon to do any shows or? You know, it's really funny. I had, um, I had a show planned. It was in the works. I Was it Bill Murray's? Is there a Bill Murray's comedy club? There's a, I think there's a Bill Murray's comedy club. So, in like Possibly. Soho. Oh, no. Yeah. And uh, I have been working on a book and the writer that I'm working with actually lives in London. And I was going to go do shows and continue working while I was there. And then this thing called um, the coronavirus happened. Don't know if you guys are familiar, but it put the kibosh on that. (laughs) So I don't I I hope to be back. I know I have a lot of fans in the UK and I definitely want to cater to them and make them laugh, too. So I'll I'll be there. I'll be there. Just let us know. We'll be we'll be there too. Oh, done awesome. deal. You know, it would be so fun if you guys do your podcast. I'll open for you. I'll do my show. You can podcast before I go on. It'll yeah. be a whole thing. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd I'll be, be dope. so levered both times. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah, same. Unfortunately, <laughs> Lee, it's up to you. Yeah, I'll I'll try and just keep it all yeah together as, <laughs> as I usually do. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, this is really funny, too, because there's this whole stigma in the U.S. against, like, teachers and drinking. And it's like, I don't understand it. 
because you know we're As humans. You shouldn't drink or. Oh yeah, like you, you like. Okay, let me do my impression. Is are do you put the video to the podcast up at all or no? Uh, we do on on YouTube, yeah. Okay, well, people, if you're listening on not YouTube, go to YouTube so you get the visual. <laughs> this is my impression of American teachers taking pictures at the bar. <laughs> they just hide it behind their back like everyone's just a one-armed pirate all of a sudden. Like, you don't show that you drink. You don't talk about drinking, um, which is why I had a really difficult time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting in England. I think we have a very different sort of culture with, with drink because the amount of stories we get sent on the podcast where uh, schools will go on like a school trip and they'll st- like we call it residential, where they'll stay for a couple of nights at like um, you know an adventure place doing all sorts of stuff, and then the teachers get to go in the the teacher room. They'll be provided with some wine and all sorts of what? stuff happens. Yeah. Are you hiring? Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. I always remember. Some of the stories have been sent. Oh, it, I, I mean, I used to go on the residential all the time. I don't go anymore, but they were some of the best times because I remember, um, I always remember a residential about five or six years ago. And I went with this guy we always talk about on the podcast called uh, Cockney John. And he's got an absolute foul mouth, but he's a great teacher. We all got absolutely levered. Because uh, I used to work with my now wife, so she was a teacher at the time, but it was early days, <laughs> so I was on my best behaviour. And uh, I just remember that uh, the next morning after we'd had this big messy night, this girl came into breakfast and said, "Like, oh, Mr. P, can I have a word?" And I said, "Yeah, of course. What, what's the matter?" And she said, um, "I kept, uh, I kept hearing Cockney John. Obviously, not his teacher name, but she was like, I kept hearing Cockney John shouting." Uh, how much he needed a piss. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. So, <laughs> what did he say? So, the, so he needed a piss. He needed to go. Oh, oh. Yeah. So he, uh, so basically he'd opened the door and, and he's gone like, brov, I need a piss. And then the girls woke up and heard it. And then she's, and I said, no, I said, Cotton John was asleep early. He must have been dreaming. <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome! That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Residentials. Residentials. Ones. What happens on residential stays <laughs> on residential. It's one yeah, of yeah. We got we got Vegas, so I understand. What you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. not quite the same, but yeah, um, <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, obviously, you got a cracking sense of humour, um, but also really good appreciation of how hard it is for teachers. I mean, what was it that prompted you to start doing the videos and, and about school life and sort of sharing that online? What was it that kicked that off? Yeah, well, I think it like I think this goes back into my journey into even becoming a teacher. I knew I, I started comedy when I was still in uh, in when I was still in college, and I my parents were like, this is going to go like one of two ways. Either you're going to be a starving artist until this works out, or you're going to get a degree in something. And I was kind of like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And my fraternity uh, would always raise money for this philanthropy called the Serious Fund Network, which is a string of summer camps all over the world for terminally and severely ill um, children. And I, I was selected to volunteer there one year. And I hadn't declared my major or anything. And I remember I had a student who was in a wheelchair and we were going to do the high ropes course. 
And to give you a little bit of British, he was absolutely gutted. And he, it, when we got there, they actually changed the high ropes course so that he, it was fully accessible for any student, regardless of what their disability was. Yeah. So I, I remember hoisting him up in his wheelchair and he did the whole thing. And the, his face of just like pure unadulterated joy, yeah. ambitions gone, fear left. And to be able to provide a student with that much excitement and learning and bravery, it just really struck me. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is definitely where I want to go. And then once I started teaching, I realized that I could be a little bit more creative if I went elementary. So I went elementary school, wanted to teach kindergarten my entire career. They never left me because like, look at me. <laughs> but um, my whole time teaching, I was just kind of like, this is crazy. This yeah. is crazy. <laughs> so I just started taking the truth on stage and people were loving it, loving yeah. it. And I was always like really quiet about it. And then one day my principal like came to a show on accident and didn't know that it was me on stage. Yeah. And like, I walked out there and I saw her and I was like, Oh no, like this is going to be bad. But and you'll be sore at first. I was going to say yeah, well, opening, opening line, like my principal's a bitch. <laughs> well, it, it was just kidding. <laughs> um, but I saw her and I made a split section decision. And I was like, either you can change your act right now and maybe bomb and not do well, or you can stick with what you're going to do and maybe it'll work out. And she came yeah. to my, my, my office. She came to my classroom on Monday and I was like freaked out. She shut the door behind you and she was just like, I needed to laugh that hard this is amazing. You have a gift, like don't stop. And I was like, Oh my God, thank God. Thank God. So I just kept going. And then I started, if she, I'm like, if she's cool with it, I can do videos. So yeah. I started like put videos together of these crazy situations and they're just relatable. They're just yeah. relatable. And a lot of people think so, like, sometimes I get like comments that people are like, Oh, you're making fun of kids. You're making fun of the profession. I'm like, actually I'm not, this is all based on truth. Like this yeah. is real which is what I think is the best part about all of it. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, it's, yeah, you spot on that. I mean, do you get much sort of negativity from people? Is it ever, or is it just the odd, odd one? You know, I gotta be honest with you. I'm at the point now where the platform is so, it, it's expanded so large that I can't really do anything without somebody saying yeah, something yeah. about it. Like I could literally be, I could say crayons and someone would be like, you're oppressing orange Crayolas. And I'd be like, can, can you just, no. Um, so I just kind of like let it go at this point. I'm just, I'm just doing me. If, if you're going to say some stuff, like I hope you feel good about it, but I'm not going to get pressed. No, no, best yeah. way to be, I suppose. So what would you say is your, so what, what do you think is the ultimate goal of education? If you had to, Define what you think a good education should be. What would you say? <clears throat> Equitable, uh, definitely uh, inspiring and uh, compassionate. You know, I, yeah. the, the best teacher is the teacher who can teach the things that aren't in the curriculum because th yeah. that's what matters most. You know, you, you, uh, you get the books, you get the scripts, you teach the math. If you're me, you go on YouTube to figure out how to teach the math first. <laughs> um, 
but it's the it's teaching how to be a good person, how to be caring, how to be compassionate, how to look after others who are less fortunate than you, how to speak without emotion and speak with good purpose. Like those are skills that, you know, you can't always rely on parents to be teaching their kids. So it's up yeah. to teachers. And those are the things that they cannot teach you when you're learning how to become a teacher. You just have to have it. So yeah. um, that's that's what I expect from, from, from educators. And that's where I hope the con- the profession continues to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I've started to talk about this a bit on the training that I do saying, cause I always, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of our current government and the way they do things with education. And, and it, ultimately I'm sure it's the same in the U S is that the government, because it is a political football education, they only ever focus on the things that they can measure. So it's the testing side of things. Um, and even though, you know, that has a place and, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic is always going to be really important. I think with certain things that are happening at the minute in the world that the children are growing up into, like you say, compassion is a massive one. Um, and I think sort of like creativity is another big one, being not just acquiring knowledge, but applying it to solve problems. And then the other one's critical thinking, because I don't know about you, and I, I've men- I mention this all the time on the podcast, the thing that grinds my gears more than anything else at the minute is the whole conspiracy theorist people out there and the 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 um you know we've had it with parents who had all sorts where they sort of believe anything is, and they say it's research and it's like it's not research you've watched the video on youtube it's, and it's and it's like we've got to be teaching children to really sort of value the truth rather than believing everything they see on on social media yeah and uh uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's so many things that go beyond the curriculum about building a well-rounded individual. And I always say, don't just teach the curriculum, teach the whole child. Absolutely. Are you familiar with flat earthers at all? Yeah. So I, when I see people who are flat earthers and believe in that, it's, that's exactly what I see. I see people who believe in science. I see people who believe that not everything that you're fed is the truth, but I also see people who missed an opportunity to, to uh, look at something at face value and think about the validity of it. So yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Cause I mean, in this, the, the earth is flat though, isn't it? <laughs> this but is we have, why we don't drink on the job adam <laughs> yeah but we we've got a big problem at the minute because we're currently on another national lockdown where we are in the uk because usually me and adam will do the interview together um and then just just at the weekend it was a massive protest in in where we live in manchester hundreds of people just protesting uh this lockdown and all i think is they're going to be the reason why we can't have a Christmas because they're just not following the guidance. They're not following the rules. And oh, it's just that, yeah, sorry to rant. Sorry to no, rant. We, we have the same thing here. We have anti-maskers galore yeah. all over the place. And they don't get it that like in the UK, ultimately, the reason for it is that our NHS is getting more and more busy. And if we don't try and suppress the infection rate, doctors are going to end up being in a position where they have to choose who to, you know, who to try and who to sort of deal with. And I would absolutely hate to be in that position or put anyone else in that position of choosing who should live, who should get treatment, who should. And these people are just being so sort of clueless based on what they're watching on the likes of YouTube and things like that. It just, 
you know, my, I feel now like responsible as a teacher to make sure that the next generation don't grow up and be as, you know, yeah. susceptible to us. It's, it's so true, uh, Joe, what you were saying there about <clears throat> like character development and stuff, because I, you know, I, I was like you, <clears throat> I wasn't that academic. Um, I still get loads of stuff wrong. I get corrected all the time, um, like with them and those and, and how to spell it <laughs> and if. <laughs> Um, and it's just like I, I the main part of my job is to kind of like you said is instill that kind of just just to be a nice person you know if someone can't do the five times tables but can see that someone's upset and maybe needs a friend then I'll take that that that'll right. do for me uh, for starters obviously I will plow them with the five times tables once right. their friends better but I will focus on the positives that. Well, yeah, you know, you can't do one times five. It's only one times five, by the way. <laughs> but I keep looking after little Jimmy, who's got yeah. no one to play with. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I had I, a student I a few years ball. ago who was in the same, literally the same situation. I won't say his name because I'm going to tell you that he was dumber than a box of rocks. Like, I was just <laughs> like, dude, I'm so sorry. He did not have it going on upstairs. And his mom was really concerned about that. And I remember she came in for parent-teacher conferences. And I was like, listen, listen. Yeah, he's he's behind, but he is going to go farther than everybody in this class because he's likable, he's kind, he's articulate, he's he's the nicest kid I've ever had in my class ever, and it's genuine. The kid just has a good heart, and because of that, he's going to be successful. So yeah. these things that we're worrying about, like the math and the reading – they will come. It's going to take him a little bit longer, but trust me, he's going to be fine because he has what's the most important here. Yeah, absolutely. No, completely agree. Uh, we see that with the kids all the time. You can just know, you can just see a child who might not be the most academic, but if they've just got something about them, you know they're going to, you know, it'll come to them eventually. All that stuff's yeah. important, don't get me wrong, but, you know, the, the pressures that we feel under as teachers where, uh, and I'm sure it's the same in the US where you've got these tests and you've got to meet these, you know, um, sort of projected scores, whatever it might be. And it, and it puts so much pressure on them, really. You know, it'll come to them eventually. But focusing on the child and developing them as a well-rounded individual, I think, is, is so much more important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, where you were te- is it Michigan that you were teaching where you were teaching where you live? Yeah, so I'm from the Detroit area of Michigan. Yeah. I taught there for the majority of my career. And then I taught in the Chicago area for a little while. And then now I'm in Seattle. All oh, right. Okay. Amazing. So what would it be like to be, uh, to go to an elementary school in sort of Michigan or wherever you, Seattle, wherever you are now? It would be a hot mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> are we talking a pre-pandemic world or a right now? Uh well, yeah, we'll go with pre, what it was like before. Yeah, it's uh, messy. It's, it's chaotic. It all started with mom. She's always had a way of making everyday moments feel like an adventure. So this Mother's Day, Kate Spade New York is here to help you thank mom and all the mother figures in your life. From our newest arrivals, like springy dragonfly adorned handbags and jewelry, to gifts under $100, to the best sellers on Mom's Most Wanted list, there's something for everyone. Maybe you can even treat yourself, too. Shop the Mother's Day gift guide at katespade.com. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is 
everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much-needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. That's mintmobile.com slash switch. There's a lot of, there's a lot that needs to be done. But ultimately, I've been so lucky to come across and work with some really passionate educators who are like ready to make change. Um, Though I've always exclusively, except for one year, I sold my soul to the devil, but I've exclusively worked in Title I schools, um, which are essentially schools that have a certain majority of students who um, qualify for free and reduced lunch due okay. to uh, the, the how much their household income is. So yeah. I've, I've taught in all those districts. And... Uh, let me tell you what, that is where I thrive because those kids just like need you and you're just like, let's do this. Let's yeah. like dance and get messy and do some crazy stuff. And I just, I loved it. I loved it. But when I, I taught in a really bougie district one year too in the Chicago area and I wanted to die because the parents were like elbow deep in my... um Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> they were just so, so on top of me for everything. And like, Mike, I'm like, you're not even my boss and I'm being micromanaged. I had a parent one time come to parent-teacher conferences. She didn't like what I had to say about her kid. And she said, I don't think you understand. Um, I pay my taxes, so technically you work for me. And I said, we might be in Chicago, but I'm from Detroit. So technically I'm self-employed, okay? So you can just... Hightail it on out of here with that fur coat. That's actually rabbit. But I was not. I was not doing that. So spent most of my time in Title One. It was a hot mess, but it was so much fun. So yeah. Much fun. yeah. Um, so one one thing we always like to ask our guests is what they were like at school. So what would what would it be like to teach a young Joe Dombrowski? I would never do it. <laughs> I would never do. It. I was psychotic. So. I have extreme ADHD that was, I wasn't diagnosed until I was about 15 and I was bouncing off the walls at all times, just like nuts. I was, you know, I was that kid. That's all I got to say. And you know who I'm talking about? That kid didn't shut up, did some stuff, but cool story. My third, fourth and fifth grade teachers really sort of, harnessed my energy and they they started to like do differentiated instruction before it was really a thing and like let me be a little bit more creative and like act out my learning and things like that and my for my third grade teacher I was a stand-up comedian for my third grade talent show (laughs) and she really kind of let me go with that and would like let me tell jokes in class like I would earn that as a reward and uh, I actually talked to her recently. She came to one of my shows oh, before maybe. the pandemic happened. And she was like, she's like, I would say I was surprised, but I'm not. And I was just uh, like, this is going to make me cry. 
but it, 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 it kind of inspired me too to be the teacher that I am to just like see the difference, like what makes a kid different and then like let them know that like that's what you're good at. So like lean into it rather than pull back. Mm-hmm. Um, but but even with that said, would I teach me? Not a chance. Not I, 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 I burned a hole through a screen with a magnifying glass in fourth grade and escaped. And when they asked me why, I told them I forgot to feed my dog. So I wanted to go home. Lies, 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 lies. All lies. I don't know if I want to teach you either. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. And it came back to bite me in the butt too. Like I had some students who gave me a run for my money and I was just like, oof. Yeah. Oof. No, I mean, it, yeah, it's, um, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, I was all, I was okay at school. Adam was quite similar. He had, well, he had ADD, so he didn't have the hyper element to it. Yeah, that's what I like to. That's what I like to tell people. Lee's Lee's just being classic there. Just sat back like I was okay at school. He was an absolute little. He was just an absolute teacher brown nose. He, like, <laughs> this is what he used to do, right? He used to when he first came to the new primary school that we went to. So how old were you, Lee? About about eight, seven, eight. Yeah, four, yeah, seven, eight. And my mum introduced him to the teacher and said, like, oh, he does a he does a Elvis Presley. Um, like performances with his uncle at the weekend. So he got dragged around the whole school on his first day doing Elvis songs. And then he got brought into my like reception class or year two or whatever it was. And then my brother, I'm there trying to make mates, (laughs) struggling to concentrate. And he's going, oh, won't you be my teddy bear? And I was like... (laughs) Does anyone know this guy? <laughs> yeah. I think that was a real test of character. I mean, no one had a clue who Elvis was. So my uncle, he was like a DJ and he'd do like weddings and stuff. And then uh, if people wanted it, I don't think anyone ever asked him. He had Elvis in his in his, in his his repertoire. So <laughs> and so I I was really into like performing arts and drama and acting when I was younger. And so when I think at one family party, my uncle was desperate to do his Elvis. And then someone was like, go on, let him do it. And I was just like, I want to do that. So I got my grandma to make me an Elvis costume that, that Christmas, which was impressive, wasn't it, Adam? Oh, yeah, she's a quality grandma, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then we moved school soon after. And then the teacher was like, oh, so what are your interests? And my mum answered for me. She said, oh, uh, he loves Elvis. And I think the teacher was a fan. So it was like, oh, bring it in. And on my first day of primary school at this new school, I had to go around <laughs> every class, stand on the tables and belt out an Elvis Presley song. How oh, I never man. got bullied out that school, I'll never know. You blocked it out. <laughs> yeah. my, my dad was actually a DJ as well growing up. Um, right. And so he would play, I would hear everything. Like he would play everything. But what I would take from that is I was like going back to school. Oh, this is, I'm destined again. Spice Girls. Like <laughs> to, to the day I died, like I was like so into it. So I'd like go to school and like recite like their whole song with the dance that I saw on TV. Yeah. And then like my teachers would like take me to my next class and be like, this is Joey. He's special, which now I'm just like, Oh, what did we mean by that? Okay. Special spice. Yeah, <laughs> special spice. That sounds like drugs. I don't know if that's okay. 
um, so what what would you say would are the sort of biggest differences between the US education system and the UK from what you've you've seen or what you've heard or do you know very much about the UK system or is it Right. So um, being American, I really only know a lot about America. Yeah. So, so I I um, am like under this weird impression that you all wear uniforms to school. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we, we don't do that. Um, I'm also under the impression that you eat baked beans for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, that true? Uh, not all the time. Cereal most of the time. But like you specifically, like you do this often? We do, yeah. If you have an English breakfast, you'd have, you'd have English made breakfast. Right. And then you have we, a headmaster. Yeah. And we have a principal, which I'm mm-hmm. guessing is the same thing. And yeah. something else is telling me that like boarding school is more common. Um, and all, everything that I just said is 100% based off of movies. So, well, this is what I was going to get onto because we only have our main reference point to the US system is purely down to films and TV shows. So, we wanted to see how realistic certain films and TV shows were. I mean, boardings, just going back to that, boarding schools, you do have them in England, but they're not, I wouldn't say they were as common as they once were. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, they're not, they're definitely not as many boarding schools. They're not, they're not that common. I mean, that's where you really get, I mean, if you were a teacher at a boarding school, oh my God, the parents would be giving you, you know, we're paying you wages, uh, chat all the time. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's more, they are, they're more uncommon, I'd say. But yeah. going back to the baked beans thing, <laughs> which oh is, which is classic. Um, I don't really like baked beans, to be honest. Oh, I love them. I'm all over baked beans. See, we eat baked beans, but we eat them at like a barbecue in July and they're like sweet and weird. I don't know. But so when I taste that, I'm like, they do this for breakfast? I don't think it's the same thing. We have Sorry, Lee. I worked with a teacher once that was so busy um, he used to carry around like his folders just all day, even when we were kind of on our way, um, you know, out on playground duty, he'd have his folders. He'd always have his folders. And he used to drive a Mini Cooper and he used to eat his cereal at the wheel. <laughs> when, he was at, when he was at traffic lights, he used to munch down this cereal because he wanted to get it all in so he made sure his hands were free for the folders. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> I, the other thing that we used to do, because like literally in the United States, like we grew up and it was just like, the United States is the best. So like you like barely learn about anything else and don't make up your own <laughs> mind about that until you're in your 20s. Yeah. But in high school, the thing to do with your friends is you'd get a group of friends who were like in on the, in on the joke or the prank and we would go to... <laughs> the international section of the grocery store and find the British section. And we would hand a can of this thing to 
the person who doesn't know what it is, and we'd say, read it. And it was Spotted Dick. And we <laughs> thought that was like the height of comedy in 2002. Like, that was... That was everything. But now I'm like, now they make it on Great British Bake Off and I'm like, overproofed. Yeah. Yeah. You got to love a bit of spotted dick. Or you don't. You can get a vaccine for that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so yeah. So our only reference to the US system is is films and TV. So... Oh, lay it on thick. Okay. Like we're talking Little Orphan Annie, Miss Hannigan reality. Yeah. I mean, my, my one would always be Kindergarten Cop you know how surely that is the most unrealistic depiction of an elementary school or would you say this I, I, I do have to tell you though i do have to tell you though the plot of the movie extreme <laughs> but the actual setting and all of that like spot on like that's what it is and the the saddest part is is it's like the same it's like virtually unchanged if you walked into a kindergarten classroom today you'd be looking at the same thing like yeah. that and like um did you ever watch billy madison yeah yeah Classic. you know that scene when he goes into the kindergarten teacher and she like smears paste on her face (laughs) like that's true like you would see that that crazy (laughs) art teacher who's wearing a macaroni necklace like she exists she's a little high but she exists (laughs) what about what about like um this is one that i always think of it's like so in in england we we have the children lined up and they always have to be lined up and then we walk them into the classroom on tv american tv shows what we always see is the children are sat down and then the teacher just rocks in just with a coffee or a bagel. And he's just like, morning class, open page 96. <laughs> there he is again with his American accent. I know, I heard it. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where you're getting, like you told me that when I say sponge, it's very like Northern. I'm yeah. trying to figure out where your American is. I can't quite place it. Because let's be real here. This country is massive. So you can yeah. like be down here talking like this or you can be up in New York talking like this. Like where you're at, it's different. Yeah. Okay. I, I d- but, yeah, I don't know who, I, who, who, where I'm from at all. I just kind of changed my voice a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> to go off what you said, though, it is. It depends on what level you're teaching. So if it's elementary school, it's going to be more structured with the lines. We do a thing called hug in a bubble, so you don't hit anybody or talk. Are you familiar with hug in a bubble? No, I've never heard of that. You tell you tell your kindergartners, oh, this is this is prime <laughs> teaching right here. You walk into a room of kindergartners and you say, hug in a bubble, and they have to hug themselves and blow a bubble so they can't touch anything and they can't talk. So it's like, <laughs> oof, I got your little ass. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But, oh, you're allowed but, to play that. <laughs> so, but, but like kindergartners and elementary school, it's lots of lines, lots of structure, lots of like one, two, three, all eyes on me, line up, we'll go in together, we'll get drinks of water together, we'll go to the bathroom as a group. But when you get to high school, what you described is very true. Like, yeah, the bell rings, all the kids go to class, the teacher walks in, we start. Like that's not far-fetched at all. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, there's so many universal similarities, aren't they? Like one, two, three, eyes on me, one, two, threes. That's the, uh, that's the go-to line, isn't it? Oh, that um, one, 
whenever I hear that, I just want to, I don't know. My, so one of my, th- <laughs> one of my things with like teaching too is uh, when teachers get a little too cute with it. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. If I walk into your classroom and it looks like I'm walking into a rainforest and you got palm trees in the middle of the tables and you got toucans that talk and you got cut out raindrops on your window, my mind automatically goes to how many minutes of something else did you waste on this rainforest made out of paper mache? Like, that's where my brain goes. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. The Pinterest classroom. Oh, God, don't get me started. And there's this whole movement over here. You might have seen it over there, but it's classroom transformations. Yeah. Oh, my God. I see these teachers, and a lot of them are from Texas, because, you know, a Texas teacher, she's got her hair high, the higher the hair, the closer to Jesus. And (laughs) these Texas teachers in the Bible Belt, they will spend, I swear to God, 99% of their paycheck on decorations for their classrooms for these transformations. And the kids walk in and all of a sudden they're in Legoland and they got all this stuff painted and all these props and all this, this and that. I'm like, girl, I can't even pay rent. Where did you get this? <laughs> it blows my mind. I need to come down. I need to literally take a Xanax. It like you this you should walk into some classrooms in England because it is so far from that. You've got like maybe one one laminated poster with used capital letters. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. That's what I want. Send me back yeah. to my Detroit roots. That's or it's like about. word of the day with loads of old blue tack on because you've stuck all different words on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that. That That is a little more normal to me. You've got to be careful with doing rainforests in class because you don't want ch- one thing I've learned is you don't want children googling and researching about rainforests because we had once one child who googled exotic birds and obviously in England we we sometimes call women birds so the googling research yeah like birds is what we is is like what, slang for for like like nice looking ladies. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you can imagine the results that came up when we Googled exotic birds. <laughs> I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you a story. I'm a, do you guys do student teaching? Yeah. Like when you're in university? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we, you have to do uh, at least half a year. Some, some university doesn't make you do a full year of student teaching. So I was student teaching at the time. And I student taught fifth grade. So you're kind of learning about the colonization of America, the 13 original colonies, blah, blah, blah. So I'm teaching about how the Mayflower came over from where you're from over to where I'm from. And then like America happens. So I get the big thing at the time was tech integration. You got to get technology in your classrooms. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So I pass out the, the, the laptops and I tell my students, you know, we just got to get familiar with the material. So just like do a little research and see what you can find about pilgrims. I kid you not. One of my students typed in hot pilgrims. <laughs> Let me tell you, there is a subset of people who are sexually interested in pilgrims. 
crabs. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just uh, Googling it now just to have a quick look. If you see the picture that I saw when I went to this kid's computer, I literally, okay, I, I saw this computer and I smashed it. I'm like, screen's broken for sure. I don't even care. I looked at her. It was a girl. I looked, I, no, I looked at her and I said. With a chicken. Said, With a chicken? So I'm just seeing it as a guy. I'll, I'll describe the picture to you when we're not recording. Right, but okay. I, I slammed her computer. I said, don't say anything don't say anything don't talk about this i gotta get this off so i went down to our tech specialist he's like oh this happens i'll put a blocker i come back into the classroom she's got the entire classroom around her desk and she is explaining what she saw on the screen and the words that i heard her say when i walked in the classroom were the pilgrim girl looked like she was in pain (laughs) (laughs) now that is a well-rounded conversation because that brings me back to my point that this is the stuff that they cannot teach you in school you just got to be ready and it's going to happen i might as well go on all right oh yeah um talking about technology being dodgy literally the other day i was teaching a class and we were learning these song lyrics so i quickly typed in whatever song it was, kind of building up to Christmas, or is it Harvest? I think it was. It was like, right, Harvest, like, right, got the lyrics up. Uh, and I thought, oh, print them so all the kids have a copy. <laughs> so I print it, I press print, and the, and the screen was on, the big interactive whiteboard. So I go over to the to the uh, TA who was helping me out, and I said, oh, could you just go and grab the um, the sheets I've just printed? And then the class just erupted in laughter. And I was like, oh no. And I always worry that I've either I've either not not um shook properly after I've been for a wee and I've left a bit of a stain. <laughs> or, you know, I'm always a bit worried about certain things. Um I like my, I always worry about my zip. Oh my god, I'm checking my zip all the time. And um it was because an advert had come up uh, for the new Borat film. And oh it was Borat God. lay with the mask, you know, just the maskini. And he was laying there across the screen. All these little kids were like, ah, look, he's got a face mask over his head. I was like, quiet. Stop. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> he likes you. Oh, my God. Wow, wow, we are. No, the worst one I've ever had was um, we were doing about the Victorians um, and the children were researching information about famous Victorians and one child Googled Prince Albert, um, which, do you know what Prince Albert is? Uh, the Wait, the actual person or the piercing? The, well, yeah, so the person was married to, Prince, uh, to Queen Victoria but a picture of the piercing came up and this little girl was like, Mr. P, and I looked, what's this weird snake? And I was like, get it up, get it up. They said, what's this weird snake? (laughs) Yeah. My anaconda don't, my anaconda don't. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, man. You know what? That made me hurt. Yeah. Uh, you don't teach you that in, in, in teacher training. Let me can I tell you, Can I tell you one more? Yeah, you can, you, can, you can edit this one out if you want. Nope. Okay. Go on. So 
you have to teach. Do you guys teach sex ed? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. More, more sort of focused on like puberty before okay. the full in. Yeah, so we, so it's, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a gradual process here yeah. too. Like you teach it, um, you know, the, the fourth grade puberty, fifth grade, a little more, sixth grade, a little more, you know? Yeah. So, um, when you teach it in, in the Midwest, which is where I'm from, you, you split the boys and the girls, then you teach them about just about their junk and, you do that the next year too, but you teach them about like the opposite. Yeah. And I will never forget. They always come in. They're so awkward. They're just so awkward. And all the boys filed in and they're giggling. And this one kid, I called him the caboose because he was always last in line and he was always up to something. Yeah. He storms into my classroom. He goes, Mr. D, did you know that girls have a tiny penis and it's called a clitoris? I was like, oh (laughs) my God. But it got worse. The room kept going. And this one kid goes, I thought a clitoris was a dinosaur. (laughs) And And then another kid, another kid said these words that I will never forget. He said... If a clitoris is a tiny penis, then I have a clitoris. I was like, I'm, I was like, this is the day that I die right here. I'm going to die. That is brilliant. And you better believe that story is in the show. Yeah. Uh, That means I go. He just literally just oh oh and his face Lee his face was just like oh yeah hey, hey guess what guys facts I was like no oh no oh, it could only be better with like I, I inherited it from my dad <laughs> unreal unreal uh, unreal so um, right well, we're on the same line because we on the podcast we have lots of different features. Uh, where we talk about all different elements of, of schools. So I might just whiz through and see if we can think of any examples to fit the sort of features we have on the podcast. So the first one is uh, random things that you only find in school. So what would you say is the most random thing that you'll find in most schools that you do not find anywhere else um, in, in the world? So, you know, things we've talked about before would be like, uh, what would you say, Adam? Uh, like uh, meter ruler sticks. Yeah, long, big, long meter ruler sticks, or um, you know, like the climbing frames you get in 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 the hall. Do you, it might not have them, but we have like these weird blue sort of gym climbing frames in our in our halls. Yeah, yeah. Can you think of it? What would you say is the most random thing? I have never seen one of these things anywhere else other than a school. A paper cutter. Oh, like a guillotine. Like a guillotine. And I'll never forget when I was student teaching, the secretary hoarded it and she like wouldn't let other people use it. She had to use it. And my student, the woman I was student teaching under was so fed up with that that she ran into the office one day. She's like, what do you think I'm going to do? Chop my tit off? (laughs) 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 And the secretary was just kind of like, (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, <laughs> but, but, but have you ever seen one of those anywhere else? No, never, never. That's a shout, never. yeah. 
They're like gold dust in a school, though, aren't they? Like in our school, we, we call it Houdini because it's like here one second, you go out the room, you come back, and then another teacher's just grabbed it to do their cutting and, you know, to stick it in the box. It's, uh, I mean, I wouldn't think you'd need them nowadays. You know, if you yeah. think about the advances in technology and, and what amazing things, yet we still can't create exercise books that can fit a sheet of A4 in. you still got to trim them down to fit in. Yep. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's a random thing. The good old guillotine. Have you ever have you ever broken a guillotine? I got I got some serious stick at my old school because I rarely got given kind of uh, craft jobs because one teacher once left me these number factor bugs to cut out, and I cut them out and stuck them up on the old washing line inside the classroom. And she came back after uh, like management time and she went, oh, Adam, I asked you to cut them out, not the kids. And I went, <laughs> and then one of the kids went, we didn't cut it out, he did it all. <laughs> but I remember when I had her, her like personal uh, guillotine, which was, you know, kind of like, special because you'd only bring it in on special occasions and it was a bit like you know what do you expect i'm not gonna cut my clitoris rex off (laughs) (laughs) and then i remember going like and as soon as i started pulling i was a bit like "Ooh, i've got a bit too hard here and then the the blade just kind of went and just like spun off and i was just a bit like "Eh, how much was that guillotine (laughs) oh god how much was it Oh, I never, I never asked. I just, I, I took oh. attention back to the number bugs. Like, that was funny the other day, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, right, what about the most pointless things you've in school? Either things you do or things that children are made to do that are just completely and utterly pointless. Oh, God, I hate walking in the hallway. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate. I cannot stand when a teacher is like in her classroom. You know this woman, you know her. And she's teaching and one student, the hallway's completely empty, runs down the hallway and she leaves what she's doing to say, come here, turn around, show me how you do this the right way. It's like, why, why, why? First of all, why do you care? Second of all, this kid probably has to run. And third of all, that teacher is probably so pissed at you right now because all they want is this dude to be calmed down when he gets back to the room. So he's just getting his running out, okay? So you do me a favor and go back to teaching uncommon denominators and we'll recoup when we're finished, all right? Probably running away from the clitoris rex. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've been running away from it for years. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking that you were that kid after what you spoke about before. Oh, you, you go, can I go to the toilet? New <laughs> Joe, come here. One hundred percent. I was so. Oh God, I used the to mullet flapping in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this one kid we couldn't have you ever had like, a kid like run away I had a kid like run try to run away and we were like trying to catch her <laughs> she she turned and looked at us and she put her coat behind her like this and started running and she goes I'll never come back <laughs> 
back. And I was just like, this is great. Great. Keep going. I need more jokes to write about. Continue. Uh, what about the most disgusting thing you've seen in a school as a teacher? Oh, lots of poop. Yeah. Lots of throw up. I, I was... Um, I was I would do this thing at the end of the day where I would pull sticks because it's very common to have like popsicle sticks with numbers and then that is a student. And what I would do at the end of the day so they would just like chill out before the bell rang, I'd pull a stick and that kid got to say an animal and I would type that animal into YouTube and we would just like watch that animal, <laughs> whatever it was. Well, I picked it and one kid said, sushi! And I was like, whatever, <laughs> let's watch sushi. So I typed in sushi and it was this person who wrapped a live octopus around chopsticks and then put it in their mouth and it was like going like this like all the tentacles were all over their cheeks and mouth as they were like chewing on it and they were still alive and this one student stood up and goes oh that's nasty (laughs) exorcism exorcism throw up just a tube a tube of vomit went straight forward out of her mouth and i was like you need to go to the office you need to go to the office (laughs) she went to the office and she goes i called and i'm like oh my god she got sick like you need to take care of this and she goes down to the office she goes i'm not sick he showed us eating live fish (laughs) like oh my god and of course then the janitor comes and throws a little sawdust on it it was just yeah Oh, so you have the sawdust over there as well. Oh my God, the, if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I hope the girl didn't. I hope the girl didn't run to the office and get stopped. Oh my God, her, her, and her older sister. I had both of them, and they were bad, 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 bad. No, people say this all the time. Another thing that bugs me about teaching: te- people say there's no such thing as a bad kid. I'm like, guess what? You're wrong. Um, <laughs> but they were so bad. And you want to know the other thing? They were my number one favorites ever. Yeah. Love those kids. Love those kids. But there's no denying it. They, if they found a crack, they were getting in. Like They were just like making trouble all the time. But they, God, I love those two kids. The lollipop sticks are a random thing as well, aren't they? Um, I always say like my top teacher tip, because lollipop sticks, If in England, you tend to only really use them when you're being observed. Because it's like... Uh, you know, this is what you should do when you're being observed. And I always say your best tip is to get your lollipop sticks, but just write the same child's name on every lollipop so that when you pull it out, you're always going to get an answer in an observation. You're always going to get the right answer. Oh my God. Observations. Literally, I would tell my class, I was like, listen, first day of school, everyone sits down. Listen, if the principal ever walks into this room, if you guys, there's one rule. The rule is say nothing. If when the principal's in here and you guys say nothing, when they leave, I'll give you whatever you want. I'll buy candy. I'll buy four pizzas and you'll each get your own. I don't care what it is, but that is the rule forever. And let me tell you what, I got promoted. So, hey. <laughs> oh, I'll have to try that one. Um so, yeah, any, any other sort of funny stories? I mean, what is your, like, go-to story? I mean, it might be one that you share in your shows that just always gets a great reaction is always, and, and still sort of makes you laugh. Um, so, 
Yes. Oh, uh, you have to teach drug prevention education here, right? And it's very different from when you teach it in the Midwest. The Midwest is a lot more conservative type place. And then um, I moved over to the West Coast, which is like very open, like very just like, yes, we do things like that are almost like witchcraft, but not really. And when I taught in the Midwest, when I would teach drug prevention education, sometimes they'd like muster up a little bit of the strength and be like, Mr. D, have you ever done marijuana? And like, I don't lie to the kids. So I'm just like, have you? And then we would just go, <laughs> Why have you got some? <laughs> we would just go on. But then when I moved to the Midwest, they would kind of get a little curious and they do the same thing. But the way they would phrase it, they go, Mr. D, how old were you when you first did marijuana and what strain was it? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> So I'd, I'm like, how old were you? And they're like, at my birth when the midwife encrusted me in charged crystals and rolled a celebratory blunt in my honor. I'm just like, oh, my God, this place is different. This is different. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how much of this podcast you're going to be able to use, but, you know, we bonded over it. Oh, no, all, all of it. All of it. Okay, great. Good, yeah. good, good, good. Um, right, so... Differences. We'll finish with this one. The differences between the UK and uh, and the US education system. So, like, there's certain sort of educational truths that we have in the UK that every teacher can sort of relate to. And I want to see see if they're still the same in the US, right? So I'll say what something that you know we do in the UK, and I'll see if it sort of is the same over where you are. So number one, never ever ever get the glitter out. Oh, never. You'll never get it out. Because <laughs> it's the it. worst. Don't even use it. Don't even bring it in my classroom. <laughs> the herpes of crafts is what we call it. Yeah, yeah, right. So glitter's a no-go in America just as well. Um, any use of technology, if you do have an observation, it will always fail on you. 100% will never work. Don't even plan on it working. Always have a backup plan or seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, just lesson observations altogether, just being completely pointless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like why? I, I'm hearing from teachers all the time now who are teaching on Zoom and they're like, my, my principal popped in for an observation. I'm like, so what does that mean? They're going <laughs> to, yeah. they're like, did, where, did you make your bed? Are they going to rake you on that? Like, what the hell? It means you can't have a funny background when you're at a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Why are we doing that? We don't, nobody even knows how to teach like this, but yet we're going to observe and oh. tell you how good you did. <laughs> I just have the waiting room and not let them in. There you go. Yeah. Bada boom. There we go. Sold. Um, right. Here's an interesting one. So when you greet your class in the morning, um, like in England, you'll say, right, good morning, class. And every class will always morning, yeah, 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 yeah. That happens as well. Yeah. Oh God. And I'm always like, why? Because I never told you to say it like that. But they'll exactly. be like, good morning, and they're like, good morning, Master <laughs> Day. Yeah. And I always remember when I obviously because our surname's Parkinson. A lot of the kids call you know he called known as Mister P and known as Mister P in my school. And I always remember when I first joined the school and I got kind of told like I think it was our like second or third day they were like, "Do you mind just announcing about sports day in the assembly?" And I was like trying to kind of show off how I'm confident. I was like, "Yeah, no worries at all." 
And I'd obviously been round and I'd met some of the kids and I'd, and I'd you know, said hello to some of the classes. And I remember going into the front of this packed assembly and I went, good morning, children. And they all went, good morning. Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, it's Mr. Parkinson with thanks to try <laughs> Yep, without fail. Yeah. Have you got any, Adam, any other universal truths that we can see if the... Uh... Oh, um, oh, have you got any, Joe? Expect the unexpected. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Um, what about parents will bring clearly poorly children in, even though they should clearly be kept at home? <laughs> oh, God. Even before the coronavirus, like I'd have kids coming in and I would look at them and be like, you have the flu, Okay. <laughs> So here's what I'm going to ask. Why are you here? Yeah, yeah. And then Sometimes an ambulance would drop a kid off and you'd be like, did that ambulance just drop you off? <laughs> Is this a universal truth for you guys? For the holidays, I get so many coffee mugs. I yeah. have, I, I literally just donated four, four boxes of coffee mugs. <laughs> That's a massive... Go on, Lee. World's best teacher on. Oh, world's best teacher, dumbass of the year, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I got this one from a student that this was the best Christmas gift I ever got. Nice. It's a shot glass. I mean, like, this is something that I'll use. Like, you knew your teacher's interests. <laughs> so apart from coffee mugs then, um, as like end of year gifts, what do you normally get? Because in England, we'll get alcohol. Shut up yeah that's like the tabooist thing here yeah no when i was when i was first a teacher the first christmas we had i must have got uh well over you know 10 15 bottles of wine oh my god i'm gonna swim on over right now (laughs) yeah i don't drink i don't drink wine so from that moment on at the end of the year i'd say Children, I don't expect you to get me anything. Um, you know, just your presence has brought me so much joy. But if your parents would And then you do an Elvis me, impression. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay, got it. If you did want to treat me, I'll just let you know I don't drink wine, but I do drink beer. And then that was it. Then you'd get cases. Oh, my beer. God. That's See, I would always play the kids a little bit. Like, they didn't know it. But, like, the we would turn December, and I would just start being like, Oh, my God. You know what Mr. D loves? I love that feeling when you put a full tank of cast in your car and it just like, <laughs> it's the best. It is the best. And then I get like six gas gift cards. I'm like, holla, <laughs> all in, let's do this. I don't know what it'd be like in England if someone got a, like a BP voucher for a Christmas gift. Oh my God, I used to love that. Or I would just like drop, I would like drop hints of stuff and sometimes you'd get it, sometimes you wouldn't. But when you got it, I did one time, that principal that came to my comedy show, she got me a fifth of Grey Goose, which is my favorite vodka. So I was like, you can hang, this is cool. Um, But like never alcohol. It's like very, very... Oh yeah, yeah alcohol's out of date. Alcohol's big as well. So clearly, the ones that like the dads have been like, I give them your teacher. They're out of date. I got given loads of out of date beers. But I remember this one, this one girl who I kind of uh, took to loads of sporting competitions, and she never really wanted to do them. But I kind of like, you know made her come out of a shell, and she loved it. 
the parent actually asked one of my co-workers like oh what does mr p drink and i was thinking that's a big question what's she gonna go for here because normally you'd say like, like beer or cider she went he likes gin. so he up on the last day with a liter of gin and i was like but it was like a decent gin and i was just like i was nearly in tears i was like Thanks so much. Your daughter's a superstar. <laughs> I'm literally, as soon as this pandemic is over, I'm coming over and we're all hanging out and that is final. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. I think the, be- the, best, the best present I've ever had was um, the year I got married, uh, the whole class club together because we were going to, we went to Vegas and Hawaii for the honeymoon. Um, they all clubbed together and got me like, loads of american dollars just all clubs oh, cool. loads of spending money that was that was probably the nicest but yeah it's amazing because that is the go-to present like you can even in england now you can get wine bottles with the child's face printed on it as a sort of like this is what you deserve for teaching my little darling that's like a gift you can give i've seen in pictures of that and like i'm i'm like is this a storybook like is this fiction like this can't be true but yeah. that is wild. It's just so taboo, and I don't know why. Like, here's the other thing, too. I always say this, too. Like, if you're going to get a teacher something that they really need or can use, you get them alcohol or a gift certificate for Botox injections because we are <laughs> aging at a very rapid rate. Yeah. Our livers don't mind, but our faces do. And that's why I look like I was 45 when I was 23. yeah um right so just before we do finish uh if anyone's listening that doesn't follow you where can they find you on all the platforms yeah you can find me instagram uh facebook and most recently tiktok which exploded uh my handle is at mr d times it's the word times t-i-m-e-s and then the number three I also have a podcast out, Social Studies, the Social Studies podcast with Joe Dombrowski. Take a listen. And whenever I'm on podcasts, I love to hear from people who found me through other podcasts. I am like a very social guy. So write me in the DMs. Tell me you found me from the Two Peas podcast. I, I, I love to talk back. So I don't bite hard. <laughs> uh, well thank you so much for giving up your time and talking to us we've had an absolute blast and, yeah totally uh, yeah I'm yeah. sure we'll uh, yeah next if you get a date over here in the UK let us know and we'll get we'll get together consider it done it's gonna happen oh brilliant right well thank you very much for listening take care and see you again soon thank you very much bye guys well